smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi guys i'm prasad banerjee and i write about tech at mint and this is tech etc a podcast where we ta- tackle some hot topics in technology and also bust some myths this episode is brought to you by oracle So if you followed our podcast over the last 2 years we have talked a lot about customer experience and how customer experience has evolved over the sort of originally the online scenario and then the hybrid scenario specifically when we talk about e-commerce this has been a business that has always been sort of a faceless transaction between customers and companies but that means that the need for good customer experience gets magnified just by that much and as a result it is very important to have good cx strategies directed from the boardroom itself and today i have with me nitin bhatia who's the country manager commerce cloud at oracle to talk about exactly this and how companies can improve this but before i get to anything nitin i'm i've been told that you're called the mr bean of digital marketing and i really want to know what that means and how this name came along thanks prasiv first of all it's an honor and a pleasure to be on your show and i hope that uh, i will be able to do some justice to the topic it's a very vast and wide topic very interesting question to start the podcast with um, yes i am fondly known as mr bean of digital marketing in india the story comes across from a perspective that I was speaking at Click Asia Summit in Taj Landsend in 2016 and uh, uh because this is a podcast so people can't see me but if you go to my LinkedIn post or if I go to my Instagram you see that I have some resemblance when it comes to uh, uh Rowan Atkinson and uh, my face looks a little bit but expressions come across that way so somebody tweeted that uh, Mr Bean is speaking at the Click Asia Summit and i felt that it has a nice nick to it instead of feeling bad about it i kind of felt that this is uh, going in the right direction people are tweeting retweeting and a lot of engagement is happening so i said why not just stick with it and keep it with myself so since that day i've uh, been a self proclaimed mr bean of digital marketing in india <laughs> that, that's actually excellent i would love to be compared to mr bean any day ron atkinson has always been one of my favorites indeed i uh, i personally feel that it is uh, it's good to have a little bit of uh, fun around doing these kind of stuff because this is quite young and uh, very interesting industry which is growing right now so you know associating something which is more fun and uh, more funny in that way will help always have some kind of a recall so that was the reason i agree i agree industry is often too serious but having said that we also have to get to a little more serious this thing as well right uh, So what I wanted to you know ask you is that customers today really demand a sort of a unique experience right given that that this demand is there what is the role you think hyper personalization has to play in e-commerce today Yeah good question see hyper personalization I would say that you know if you roll back 5 years or 6 years back and ask any marketing head uh or maybe even a little earlier maybe 10 years down the line when we didn't really have a lot of digital media running in the um in this industry every marketer will say that i would like to know as much as possible about my customers 
And the reason why they wanted to do is that because they were taking an educated guess that if I know more about the customers, the better I can give them uh, messaging, the more uh, targeted it can be and more reaction and more results can come across which are linked with the KPI of the organization. So hyper-personalization is, is actually in the era of digital marketing, in the era of marketing technology and automation, plays a very vital role is because Every marketer or every business wants to give the right message to the right consumer at the right time. And it is possible today only if there is, uh, if only if uh, there is some kind of, uh, you know, method in place. So one of the method which basically works very well in this area is, for example, we call it in this four steps which you can put across. One is info. Info is your data. So with the revolution, Data has hit hard and fast. There is, uh, uh, you know, a marketing guy will have separate data. Sales guy will have a separate data. Sales head will have a separate data. It is important that all the data talk to each other. There are less duplications so that we can get more information or we know more about your customers. This, so that comes under the info. The second one is know. So know your segmentation. That means you can divide your customers into multiple segments so that the more segmentations you do, the more categorization you can bring to give messages. For example, if you know about your customers, that uh, a particular customer, let's say Nitin Bhatia is one of the customers who goes to Mintra. And Mintra already knows that Nitin likes pink color. And by default, the moment I log in, I see products which are in pink. I see the dashboard in pink color. Or maybe I see... Uh, so my engagement by default will increase with that particular product or that particular set of uh, message which is given to me in that color. So in this way, knowing more about the customers is also important. And then all this is linked with show. Show is your analytics. So the idea is that what is the analytics showing? How many customers are clicking on button X and how many customers are clicking on button Y and take an informed decision that button X will increase my sales by 10 or 15% if I just place it on the left or the right of the screen. And then in the end is growth, so self-explanatory, right? So the info, the know, the show is aligned and now you can take smarter decisions on what will lead to grow your business further. So in this entire piece of hyper-personalization, it is important to follow the customer at the right place at the right time and then give the messages accordingly. So if it is, if it is pre-purchase, then what message should go? If it is during the purchase, what kind of notification should go? And if it is after the purchase, how can you send more service-oriented messages to him? So all this links with hyper-personalization. Got it. But it's also interesting that you mentioned uh, Mintra, right? Uh, today, businesses have to sort of engage with customers on many different platforms. Uh, that, that's just how the internet is, right? So how do brands sort of deliver a you know, frictionless experience when it's like this cross-channel experience that they're catering to today? The omni-channel experience has been around for a while and uh, it is linked with finding as many touch points as possible so that uh, the customers are always engaged and informed. In fact, I was just reading this morning that uh, 90% is the opening rate of WhatsApp messages. So if a, if a business is not adopting WhatsApp as a piece of technology which they can use to interact with their customers, they are kind of way behind. So similarly, in an omni-channel experience, you know, 
you need to ensure that for instance your deliver you have gone to as you mentioned rightly that let's say that right now your first step for anybody is to bring the customer to a purchase cycle so first step is pre purchase which is marketing so ensuring that you're finding the customers who will buy your products and for that you need to actually go and hunt them the second step is linked with uh, so what how would you do that so first of all you would go with some kind of google ads you will basically have display ads and then hope that these people will interact with those ads otherwise social media ads you basically target them on facebook on instagram these are other platforms new platforms like snapchat wherever your customers are linkedin is also a great platform for b2b and you basically find those over there then you bring them to the website now when they interacting with the website we basically call hyper personalization uh and hyper retargeting uh or so hyper retargeting basically means that let's say you are spending a time on iphone now the technologies are there where i can figure out that okay prasid has come to the website and he's has clicked on the iphone and he's right now for last 30 seconds he has been on the iphone let's throw him uh an interesting pop up that if you purchase today you get additional 5% discount it is conditional that you have spent 1 minute on that tab that is the reason we have given you this particular option so that we can trigger little bit of interest that you can buy this now instead of going out or abandoning the cart so that is something which is there so you know when you talk about mintra this all this marketing automation sales automation is happening it's so seamless that you feel it like an experience rather than feeling that okay it is too annoying but you know i mean for example you you took whatsapp as an example right uh, it has a very high open rate but for me for example if i look at myself as a customer right i i open whatsapp messages from brands often but most of the time i open them and i mean that's i i sort of close them just as fast and customers like me and for that matter most of the customers today online are are sort of known to be not very dependable not you know as trustworthy as say offline customers used to be then how do brands build that trust with the customers i would actually put it across in a very different way to you prasad if today you yourself said that you know you open uh, the whatsapp but you possibly do not interact too much it could also be that the brands which basically are trying to interact with you do not know you as much I'll give you an example that let's say that do you play cricket like do you like cricket by any chance I like it enough as much as you know anybody in this country does <laughs> so perfect so for example I know of a I know of a platform which basically is into collecting cricket memorabilia now I right now still do not know whether you are interested in collecting cricket memorabilia but if you are then you are the right customer for that customer. if i am able to send you a message which is around that because i know that you like cricket i would like to take a chance of sending you something around that but let's say if it's pretty much like if looking london going tokyo is the situation that i you have no interest in cricket you have no interest in uh in sports for example and i am trying to sell you something around that of course the engagement will be low so that's the reason the brands need to know the customer better so that they can target and give the right kind of messages so i think you know To, to be honest with you marketing automation that's the reason is growing you know uh, 75% of marketing professionals are already using at least one type of marketing automation today and the reason for that is because there it works and it works in the right way and automation is all about 
finding the right customers, sending the right kind of messages, and all has to be done through a scientific artificial intelligence process added to that. True, true. But then AI, you know, I mean, whenever we implement AI automation, things like that, there's a lot of data that goes into this. And a lot of this data is sort of first party data that the company itself will have. Having said that, we are working on regulations around privacy. Uh, customers themselves are probably much more sensitized to the, you know, whole privacy concept today and what goes into it, right? So what is the role that first party data will play in providing personalized experiences today? See, there are two or three kinds of uh, data which basically any customer or any particular uh, uh, business would be interested in. The first party data is owned by themselves. So that means what you did was you went to a website, you put in your name, you put in your email ID, you put in your phone number, you put in your, you know, maybe a little more gender, some other details also, whatever the website asked, you opted in to get that in, you actually put that information and that information now holds or is with the, uh, with uh, the website or with the bank, for example. Okay. Now, while you're doing this, Today, there are lots of other uh, ways, opt-in out, uh, opt-out messages, which also come in now. You have seen that cookie data, which was shared earlier without letting you know, you have an option to opt out, right? So this, these kind of measures have taken place. But once that data is with the company, it is also important to see what are they going to do with that information. If uh, it should be there in some kind of bylanes or bylaws that we, once we select this data, we might give it out to marketing agencies or something. So this kind of, reg- and that can only be safeguarded with right kind of regulations in place. Now that regulations can be from the government, that can be regulations from the internet authorities. So this is something which has to be taken care of from that perspective. From if, so the idea is that when you buy something from a website, you choose to sh- put that data inside. And, uh, but that is not a problem. I think customers are not having issues with that as of now. The issues is with the third party. Third party basically means that let's say I have trusted or maybe a credit card uh, provider and I have a credit card of that company. And then that company is now selling my data to anybody else in exchange of some kind of remuneration or in exchange of some kind of uh, you know deal which they had in between. That is where the problem is. So that is what basically requires more regulations. Now, uh, third-party data has have more GDPR compliances have also come into place. So all these things have been there. So I think that is where the challenge is. And then there is second-party data. Second-party data is like owned by someone else. And you are using it for marketing and uh, all these kind of activities. So that is, so this is there. But when it comes to the first-party data, I think it's also linked with a little bit of trust. For example, Facebook has not asked you to actually go into Facebook and share all that information. Now, Facebook has also come up with saying that whatever information you want to delete, whatever information you don't want to share, you can simply click on that and we will not share that information. However, the practice of sharing information will continue. Got it. I also wanted to talk a little bit about the customer's journey, you know, across the sort of e-commerce channel. There's the sort of pre-purchase where I'm yet to make a purchase, there's a purchase and there's sort of the post-purchase, right? And CX is a part of all of these three steps. How does the CX strategy of a brand change, uh, you know, across these three steps? I think 
it is first of all the idea that everything should talk to each other right so that's the first thing um, as i said in the beginning of uh, this podcast itself was that if there is an organization where marketing division has a separate data separate approach towards uh, reaching out to customers and talking to customers and then when you are on the website you know while you have logged in once you possibly have still been asked to log in or you still been not giving the same experience which you had done previously that is also not a good experience and then when you have purchased something and when you are going you know the best example i always take is that how many times have you called up a customer care service and they have asked you for your name and your number or your email that you phone for that is very annoying you know to to reduce that it is important that the data should talk to each other so the approach which has to be taken place has to be taken at the organizational level so i think the most important way i would put across it to four different layers take an ecosystem centric approach so that means cx should be a part of every organization that data uh, you know when it considering to how to drive results elevating the customer experience think broader assess the full ecosystem from customers and employees to franchisees to channel partners and beyond success with this strategy hinges on navigating and complexities of an enterprise wide approach so the idea is that each and every person should have a customer first approach or enhanced customer experience approach then only the you can have a a more holistic cx experience altogether so that means just imagine from a perspective that you have you're going to an airport and the moment you have scanned your pass you know your uh, ticket or your boarding pass or you've got the boarding pass from that point of view till the time you board the plane every every touch point which you have have to go through should already already have all the information fed in and that information fed in from the time you entered or when you got your boarding pass so that means all the data points are talking to each other even the uh, even the immigration team also has the same information then the data is talking to each other the same logic goes across when it comes to your overall cx experience so that means let's start with a very simple one um, right now prasid has one uh, i want to actually target all the people those who are hnis how will i go about it i would find to i would try to find all the people those who are interested in purchasing a land rover and then once i know that these are the kind of people who would be interested in buying let's say a house i would start targeting them and that is my first filtration which starts once we have targeted them got a message it could be through sms it could be through email it could be through whatsapp it could be through facebook ads i have then tried to bring them to the website once they have clicked on a particular let's say they interacted with a um, let's say they've interacted with an ad where you had shown a beautiful sunset um, you are and the person was standing in a balcony once they log in or once they go into the website how interesting would it be if they see the same sunset and the same balcony once they once they logged in into the website that's something which is called personalization you personalize based on the content which they enter, uh, interacted with that will enhance engagement on the website now when they are in the website a lot of things is dependent on the ux you know how easy or simple it is for uh people to actually take a buying decision how can you reduce the number of steps for them to buy something that is also linked with customer experience what is the experience you are giving them while they are on your website 
and if you have been able to achieve that of course it's with trial and error through ab testing then you are able to bring them to a position of buying and then of course so that's your purchase uh, funnel which we talked about and of course a lot of things are there for example one of the experiences like today we can have voice search so instead of typing something you can simply say i'm looking for let's say a yellow t-shirt and by default yellow t-shirt options will come on the website how cool is that you know that is something which is there you can enhance that experience further with alexa so you're at home and you can say alexa can you find me yellow t-shirts available on let's say fab india and alexa does that work for you so all that is the part of the purchase cycle and once the purchase has happened how good is your customer experience after you have finished so is your um, is your customer um, you know call center aware of who the buyer was what did he buy with on the moment he actually called up or moment he tried to connect with you so all these things are important when it comes to a better cx experience and how do you think companies would sort of prioritize cx right cx is sort of a um intangible concept it's probably a little more difficult to uh figure out the say the roi of spending on cx right so how does one develop that strategy which you know with which they can prioritize cx within their company well it's a very uh, hypothetical question but uh, i think now with the, with with the pandemic you know hitting hard to people they have a lot of people have learned the hard way that you know customer experience will actually help them to actually be with them or be loyal uh, overall you know what is customer experience it is a very simple way of how people find engage with and advocate for the brands they love you know that's what customer experience is so if you are saying that uh, uh, if customer experience has to be a part of the budget overall it has to come from the top so there has to be a behavioral change in how the how the uh, management is looking at giving an experience to the customers and you know does the current cx enable self discovery to help customers meet their needs does the company provide accessible opportunities to for customers to inquire and receive assistance are your customers um, are your customer experiences engaging unique and proactive based on identified customer needs like these are the questions which you need to think while you are deciding how you your future is going to be when it comes to Uh, how you are going to lead the uh, firm going forward so it it is important that it has to come from as i said it has to be an ecosystem answer so that means your partners your vendors everybody should think that okay if i have to work for this organization i have to think customer first so that approach has to be taken at that level and it can be seen by multiple examples today you know you look at amazon they are so customer centric you look at uh, mintra flipkart all these are very very customer centric they they take hits so many times to just to ensure that the customers are pleasing uh, and they are happy with uh, the experience they are having on the website or they are having the experience overall experience from flipkart or from amazon so i think it has to come from that perspective that the mindset has to change at that level at the um, at the leadership level and how does one run this on sort of a organization wide level right there you know where the roi will really really increase um i'm sure you see many of these challenges uh, so i would also you know want you to sort of leave our you know 
listeners with some kind of advice on how they run it on an organization wide basis yeah i as i said you know i think you have the questions have come in in a fragmented way but ultimately it is on the right way right so for example i will say four things first of all you have to take an ecosystem centric approach then you have to figure out that how can you basically create a people focused data foundation and then leverage design thinking methods so i have not elaborated on that but basically you know uh, whatever you are doing is it useful for your customers is it accessible to your customers is it engaging enough for your customers a method you know provides uh, you know what is design thinking a methodology that provides five stage solutions emphasize define ideate create a prototype test it and if it works then go ahead and to be honest with with the proper approach towards all this we have seen that you know there has been an increase in the outputs from 71% to 107% with consistent series of uh, investments on design thinking so i'm not just saying things for the sake of saying but these are things which basically have helped even with a holistic cx experience which we are seeing with our customers we have seen an immediate uplift of 40% in sales we have seen immediate uplift of 120 130% of sales as well so there is a lot of uh meat behind the logic of customer experience overall and then then the fourth thing is to implement measurement focused testing and constant iterations for example if you have created something let's say if you use a cx approach for a website you have made it very simple you constantly keep testing it and ideating it and then the results come in which can be in your favor so you have to constantly see that how and you have to look at other me- measurement matrix like customer satisfaction what's your net promoter score what is your brand advocacy do you currently monitor customer loyalty retention and churn and these are the matrices which are very very critical uh, for you to ensure that customer experience is always at the top so yeah obviously customer experience is a very important thing going forward and especially given that more and more it's getting clearer that we are going to have this hybrid sort of world and there is a lot of more data that is going to be available for use thanks a lot nitin for joining us thanks a lot for sharing your insights with the listeners as well thank you very much prasid it was uh, an honor as i said earlier and i would look forward to actually hear this as soon as it's out thank you and that's it for this week's episode please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover you can find me on instagram and twitter at undertaker Yes, you heard that right. That's U N D E R T E C H E R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.